Attention HR professionals. Are you tired of dealing with poor performance from your managers? Are you sick of having managers run to you for every single little problem? Would you like to build the confidence and competence of your management team? If so, then contact Boss Builders. At Boss Builders, we specialize in building up the skills and confidence of your organization's managers. We do this through our popular Driving Results on-site training programs, our signature program, the Video-Driven Boss Builder Academy, and we even license our course materials so you and your internal training staff can get those managers confident and competent. For more information on how we can help you improve the performance of your organization's managers, contact us today at www.thebossbuilders.com or at 931-221-2988. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, the podcast for those of you who are new to supervision, those of you in the role and struggling, and even those of you who are thinking about one day making the important transition to being the boss. As the boss, you will suffer no shortage of adversity. It's just part of the game. It's one of those things that if you understand how to get through it, you will learn from it. But if you don't, it will absolutely crush you. Our guest today is Peyton Crazy Hayes. Peyton is a mixed martial arts fighter from Clarksville, Tennessee. He's a good friend of mine, and he's going to talk to us today about how he overcomes adversity. And he's experienced a loss recently. He's bouncing back from that. He's got a very important fight coming up. But the lessons that he's learned, the techniques he uses, are absolutely transferable to each of us. He'll talk about his background. He'll talk about his experiences. He'll even give you some tips on how to squeeze physical fitness into your day. We'll talk a little bit about the world of mixed martial arts. He's a great guest. You're really going to enjoy him. So with no further delay, let's go ahead and meet our guest, Peyton. Peyton Hayes, welcome to the show. What's going on, Mac? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Peyton, and it's a real honor to have you on the show today. We're going to actually talk about how to deal with adversity, and I could not think of a better person to have on the show to talk about this really important topic than a mixed martial arts fighter who just happens to be a friend of mine. And so, Peyton, I'm going to ask you some questions about that. But before we get to those, tell us a little bit about yourself and what's going on. As I understand it, you are newly married. I want to hear about that, too. So tell the audience about yourself. Yes, sir. Well, Mac, first off, my name is Peyton Hayes. And um, yes, I just got new, uh, newly married. Uh, my wife is in the Air Force. She just graduated the Air Force. Um, I'm 19 years old. I am an MMA fighter. I work two jobs. And uh, yeah, that that is uh, pretty much it. That's my life, working and fighting and balancing those out. And uh, what MMA is to me is it's not so much of a game than it is my lifestyle. You know, it's, it's all I've ever wanted. It, it is a complete lifestyle. That's great. Well, for those that don't know or aren't familiar with Tell me what MMA is, Peyton. And it is, is it like boxing? Is it like wrestling? Is it like Kung Fu? What so, is MMA? So Mac, the way I love to describe it is it is a combination of everything, whether that's kickboxing, sport karate, wrestling, judo, jiu-jitsu, um, all of it, uh, Greco-Roman wrestling. It's all of it combined into, into one big ball. So you get a taste of 
everything. You got guys that are strikers. You got guys that are wrestlers. You got guys that are jujitsu fighters, you know? So you kind of have all the styles from across the planet, from across the globe, and you have all these different um, ethnic backgrounds, whether they're Thai, Puerto Rican, Spanish, um, even us Americans, all the way from Japan to Australia, back here at home. And um, that is what mixed martial arts is. Yeah, I'm interested. So now boxing has three-minute rounds. What does a, a typical mixed martial arts fight have? So as young as I am, I am an amateur MMA fighter. So us amateurs, we go three three-minute rounds. And then the professionals, they go five three-minute rounds. And it's all on a scale. So if you were to ask me, you know, when when do I go pro? How do I go pro? I can go pro whenever I want, honestly. But it's all based on experience and skill. So whenever I feel like I'm ready, I will go pro. I plan to have 10 fights and then I'll go pro. But uh, that is that is the difference between an amateur fighter and a professional fighter. I know that you've had Nate Landwer on your podcast before. He is a pro fighter and he's an older and experienced fighter. And I am an amateur fighter, younger with a little bit less experience than him. Okay. And so what weight class do you compete at, Peyton? I'm in the weight class. I'm in, I'm actually, I bounce back from two weight classes. I fight at 125, which is the flyweight division. And I also fight at 135, which is the bantamweight division. Wow. So what is your comfortable weight? Cause I'm, I'm just thinking you probably have to cut weight if you're going to fight in the lower weight, right? Of course, uh, a comfortable weight that I'm at the best, the best I've ever felt is at 143. And usually at 143 pounds, I cut down to about 135, and that's when I feel my best. That is when my when I'm peaking, when I'm at my the the t top of my shape. Okay, well, for my audience that doesn't know this, I met Peyton. He is one of the trainers at the Title Boxing Club in Clarksville, Tennessee, and. Peyton's classes are some of the most difficult, which is probably why I need to get my fat ass in there and do them. But uh, I've seen this really small, skinny kid who just tears up the bags and is a complete motivator. And so to take that and translate that into an actual fight in the ring is something I'm really intrigued by. So you've you had a fight in Kentucky not too long ago, and then you recently had a fight in Puerto Rico. And as I understand, it, you have one coming up soon. So take us through the the two fights that you had previously, and then I want to ask you some questions specifically about the last one. All right, Max. So what happened is, is um, so we fought the fight in Kentucky, in, in Paducah, Kentucky, and the preparation for that was great. I actually was going into that fight with an injury in my left leg, and a shout out to my striking coach, Mark Bunkai II. He helped me through that, and um, I dealt with a little bit of adversity and a little bit of problems with that fight, I was supposed to fight MMA, but then turned into a kickboxing fight. And uh, I won the fight via TKO in 26 seconds of the first round. And like I said, everything with that camp Jeez. went pretty well other than the injury. And that fight was at 135 pounds. So I was feeling my best. Um, okay. So, so tell me about the next fight then. This one was in Puerto Rico. So the one in Puerto Rico we had – um, the preparation was very, it was, it was very short notice and I cut down to 130 pounds. And after the fight before that in Paducah, which was, it was about a week and a half separate from the Paducah fight in Kentucky to the Puerto Rico fight. So I had gained back, I think I was sitting at 142 pounds and I had to cut down to all the way to 130 in about a week and a half. So about 12 pounds in a week and a half. Like I said, I was not very pleased with my preparation for that fight. A lot of things happened with our traveling situation and stuff like that, but I landed up going and I actually 
got TKO'd in the very first round via body shot. What happened was, is he kind of just, he just caught me to the body. Just, he came up with a switch kick, kicked me right in the liver, dropped me. And then that was, that was that fight. Well, you know, it's interesting, Peyton, because a lot of athletes, and I think specifically in boxing, boxers, in my opinion, they want to have a padded record that's impressive. And everything I know about MMA, which is not a lot, is that it's not a matter of if you're going to lose, it's when you're going to lose. And so you've experienced both of those. And so that's what I really want to build on. And so let's talk about this. You explained that you had some adversity prepping for that, for you to drop that much weight. And if anybody takes a, takes a look at the, there's a, I think I have one of your photos I'll link to on the site. Uh, a guy like you dropping 12 pounds, that's pretty impressive. I could drop 12 pounds when I was your age in probably two days, just because I'm a big fat dude. But adversity, getting knocked out, TKO'd. Tell me what adversity means to you. So Mac, I got the definition actually right in front of me of what adversity really means. Adversity is, by definition, is difficulties or misfortune. Now, adversity to me, especially when it comes to the fight game, is, you know, you get dropped, you come back, you, you know, you get knocked out and you come back. You know, everyone kind of does that cliche thing. But adversity to me, the biggest thing is when you fall down and it's that process of getting back up, the process of climbing that ladder again, you know, kind of like Nate Landwehr's fight. He got dropped. He came back, you know, kind of like that cliche for the audience. That's one of my teammates who who has fought and won the title. But um, that that is what adversity means to me is af- after the aftermath and you're climbing back up the ladder and you're trying to build yourself back up and you're trying to dig deep and find the true motivation. And then to relate that from the fight game to our audience, Mac, is that you know, you're not, you're not always going to win. You're not always going to get the big payday. You're not always going to, you, you're just not always going to win. You know, that's not how life works. And, um, so the process of adversity is getting back up there, striving, trying to climb that ladder all the way back to the top, trying to get what you want, you know, working hard. And so that is what adversity means to me, Mac. I would, I would love to hear your opinion on yeah. what you think adversity is, if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, you know, adversity for, I guess for my audience and myself included, doesn't involve taking a beating. Mm-hmm. Um, but the adversity that that probably me and, and, and colleagues in my audience face is that they've got some new idea. They've got a goal. They've got a mandate from their boss, like get this thing done and they get it done and it bombs. And then all of a sudden now they're going from hero down to the bottom and they're disappointed. I've seen it in this way. You thought you were going to be up for a promotion and somebody less qualified, somebody less technically skilled gets promoted because they know how to work the game. They know how to work the politics. That disappointment. I I think a person's got to be able to pull themselves up. And obviously you've been able to pull yourself up. You're gearing up for your next opportunity. But what would you say, Peyton, about having a team around you to support you. Did you have somebody that was kind of working with you after this defeat in Puerto Rico? Because I think, I mean, I'm not sure everybody's got the, the that fire burning inside them that you do. What would you suggest? So what happens is, is Mac, you know, when you lose, you, you feel, you just, you question yourself, you know, same way with that promotion. When the other guy gets it, you know, you, you, you ask yourself, you're like, should I even be here? What, did I work hard enough? Did I do everything right? Should I have got up earlier? Should I have stayed up later? You know, am I good enough? You ask yourself, 
all these things and all these, these, uh, this tornado of emotion is like coming over you, you know? And so what happens is, you know, you, you get right back on the saddle, you know, you get right back on the saddle, you get right back in the laboratory and you start working, you start stirring things up and you start coming up with new ideas. Well, how can I change this? Or how can I change that? And see, for me, what the fight was, is what can I do to fix that? So we came to a conclusion, you know, we need to work our body more, more body conditioning, whether that's core workout for our audience, like sit-ups, crunches, stuff like that. Um, do a little body conditioning, hitting the body, making the body a little tougher, being more gritty, you know? And then for the audience, you know, when the other guy gets it, when, when you have worked your tail off and you're, you're just, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get it. And then the other guy lands up getting it. You got to find, you got to dig deep. You got to be like, you know what? Good for him. And that's where the true key comes. And Mac, that is patience. Patience is key to the fight game and for our audience, patience is key. You know, sometimes God just tells us, listen, dude, it's not your time right now. God's got a greater plan, you know, and that's truly what I believe. And for our audience is being patient and getting right back in the laboratory, stirring more ideas up. And I know it's hard. I, I trust me. I know it's hard. I've, I've, I've been there, you know, so but that's what you get. Yeah, you got to dig deep and find that self-motivation and tell yourself, I'm going to work harder next year. Or you got to tell yourself, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to keep working harder. I'm going to do the extra mile, even though I'm tired, even though my mind's tired, even though my, my wife or my, my husband misses when I'm home, I'm in the end, it's going to be good. And it's going to be worth it all. Cause I I'm working so hard and the family knows, and I know, you know, and that's, that's for our audience. And now let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Attention HR professionals and conference planners. Are you looking for a great speaker for your upcoming meetings or conference? Better contact Mac. Do you need someone who can relate to your audience and deliver a top-notch presentation? Better contact Mac. Are you trying to find a speaker who can both educate and entertain? Better contact Mac. Mac Monroe, the boss builder, is a sought-after keynote speaker and presenter who would love to present at your next meeting. His most popular topics are how to be a great boss for audiences of managers and executives, how to gain a seat at the table for HR professionals, and how to avoid ending up for all employees. Mac is a phenomenal storyteller, and his talks are lively, entertaining, and loaded with actionable strategies that will enable your attendees to make immediate positive changes. To get more information and book Mac to speak at your next conference or meeting, go online to bettercontactmac.com or call us at 931-221-2988. And now, back to the show. That, well, I think that's really powerful stuff, Peyton. I, I think there's, and I remember when my son was playing youth football, and I use this a lot in workshops, you know, the coach would ask a player that went down, are you hurt or are you injured? And I don't know if you ever hear that said by any of your trainers or coaches, but Hurt, hurt means, yeah, it hurts, but I can still fight or I can still play. Injured means something needs to be tended to. And so we use that, for example, somebody who gets a disappointing piece of news. Hey, you didn't get promoted. Your coworker who is lazier than you, but just happens to know the right people, they got it. That's hard to stomach. However, if somebody was to say to you, you know, the reason you didn't get it is that this position requires a bachelor's degree and you don't have one. 
that's not injury. That's an injury, right? That has to be tended to. So it sounds to me, Peyton, like you realized you had some things that had to be tended to, like more work on your body. And you had somebody around you to say, we're going to work the body. We're going to, the loss certainly hurt, but it also revealed an area that you could get better in. And maybe that's the same advice we can give to our audience. Let that disappointment reveal what needs to be worked on. So when you get into that next fight, you're ready to go and and don't lose sight of the goal. Peyton, you have a goal of turning pro after 10 fights. So let's, you have eight to go, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And so that will ramp you up to a whole new level of challenges because I'm guessing you don't want to turn pro just to be a mm-hmm. tomato can and get kicked around for the next five to 10 years of your life. You probably would like to win a title, right? Of course. Yeah. So I think that's that's what it is. It's setting good goals. It's getting back up after disappointment. So I'm going to ask you kind of a personal question here, Peyton. Do you ever go into a fight thinking that you will lose the fight? Mac, there are there before you make that walk to the octagon, before you make that walk to the cage, or before you make that walk to the ring, Mac, it it is a it is a a mile of emotions. You are you're nervous, you're jittery, you're you're tell you're asking yourself you know, did I train hard enough? Did, did I put enough hours in? Did I, did I cheat during my workouts? Did I not cheat during my workouts? Did I do my right diet plan the right way? Did I do this? And did I do that? You know, and honestly, it is, a uh, it's one of the scariest things I've ever, I've ever personally experienced that, that walk to the cage, that, um, that feeling. But at the end of the day, you really got to bite down on your mouthpiece in the back when you're warming up and you got to tell yourself, you're like, you are better. You are great. What's for, for, for me as an amateur, what's nine minutes of my life? You know, like I, I know that this is my life so I can go in there and I can be me. I can, it's almost Mac when I'm walking in there, it's almost like I'm, I'm getting a weighted vest off of me. Like I'm getting some chains off of me. I truly feel me when I'm in there. I, I truly do. And yeah, it's a, it's scary to know that, you know, another man across from you, can, can hurt you and can put you out, you know, but you got to bite down on your mouthpiece and you got to say, I'm, I'm better than this. I am bigger than this. And most of the time, Mac, you're not fighting that dude across from the cage or across from the ropes or across from the octagon. You're really fighting you. You're fighting the guy in the mirror, you know, cause you got, you, you, you're fighting yourself. Really. You, you got to overcome your true fears. You know, you got to overcome the darkness of, you know, your, your conscience or the little devil on your shoulder telling you that you're not good enough. And you got to overcome that. And you say, I am good. I am great today. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am strong, you know? And then for our audience, that's what you have to do when you're, when you, when you're going into work and, you know, you just, you know, you, everyone's got their off days, but when you just, when you're dreading it, you know, cause you're like, man, I've, I've been working so hard. I just need a vacation or whatever it is. You know, you got to dig deep and you got to tell yourself, man, I am strong. I am working hard. And at the end, it's all going to pay off. I'm going to get the win. I'm going to get the promotion or the bonus or whatever. And a lot of things, Mac, I learned from my mom. I see my mom put endless hours, endless hours in the office and she's tired, you know, and at the end of the day, she put so much into it. She's gotten the promotions and the bonuses, you know, and I've seen her truly work hard in that. And so I've kind of picked up from her. So that, that is, that's that. 
I think that that powerful affirmation is something that that we all need, and and I I, I understand that one. Um, I like I think I told you I. 1994, I fought as an amateur while I was in the Navy station in Guam. And there was a big event. They had it at a hotel on Tumon Bay. All the Japanese tourists packed the place. And so they put me up against a guy named Tana Meafu, who was the South Pacific Games silver medalist. And they wanted to sort of show him off, I guess. So they picked me, I think, because they knew I wouldn't roll over. But yet I had no chance of beating the guy. Mm-hmm. And I knew I would not win the fight. I went in there knowing full well it was not going to go well. And as predicted, I went the distance with him, but never, mm-hmm. ever had him in trouble. Because you, you've seen me, Peyton. I don't have any footwork or any hand speed. That, nothing has changed since 1994. But, but I knew I wasn't going to win that fight. I just knew it. And, and, I, and I was proved correct. I think ever since then, and I think you've reaffirmed it for me and for the audience today, too, you can't go in there with that mindset. Because you, you will not be disappointed, right? <laughs> Of course, Mac. That is the that is the that is the number one mistake a fighter could could uh, could make. And the problem with that is you go in there and you're already defeated. My mom would tell me back when I wrestled in my high school years, she would tell me, "You can't go on that mat defeated. He might be bigger than you. He might be stronger than you, but you got more heart." And for our audience, that that's that's what it is when you when you get up at four a.m and you leave the office at 11 p.m. or at midnight or 1 a.m., you got to tell yourself you got you you can't be beat. You got to you you cannot go into the big promotion or the big bonus and be like this this is too big. This is bigger than me. You got to go in there confident. There's a difference between cocky and confident, Mac. And the thing is is you have to be confident. You have to hold your head high. Not too high. Always have a humble status, but you always have to go in there thinking I can do this. I'm better than this. I'm bigger than this situation. That's what you have to go in there and you have to think. And same thing with our audience. When you walk through those double doors, those office doors, when you sit down at your desk, you take a deep breath in, you go, and then you tackle the day. You 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 get stuff done. You get it turned in. And it may, it may take you hours. It may take you all night. It may take you getting up at 4 a.m. It may take you not not eating a dinner, maybe, maybe not even taking lunch off, you know, but those are the things that is, that is dealing with adversity. My friend, that is, that is true, pure hard work. That's awesome. Wow. I feel like I should make a comeback now at the ripe old age of 55. Well, Peyton, I want to, I want to change gears just a moment before I let you go. You are obviously someone who's very physically fit. And I know that a lot of my audience probably doesn't have a lot of time to get out and exercise. Are there any things that you could recommend for one of my audience who may be somewhat sedentary where they could take a little time out of each day to do some sort of physical fitness? Because I think everybody would agree that would help you be more productive at work. Are there any things you could recommend? I tell you what, Mac, it's something that I learned from my mom too. Another thing, she, what a great woman she is. Um, she, What she would do is she would stand up and work. If you're sitting at a computer all day, all you got to do is st- you, you can stand up and type. You can you can move in place while you type. On your lunches, don't you you can eat a small lunch, go for a jog around around the complex that you're working at. You know, you could even buy, if you're living close by, you could bike to work. Um you could even do what what you do yourself, Mac, is you could come early around 5 a.m. and get your workout in before you head to work. You could get even late night sessions, but that, that is the key is when you have those small, like 15 minute breaks of the day, um, 
Get up and stand while you're working. You don't always need to sit. You can bike to work. Take the stairs. Don't never take an elevator. Always take the stairs. You know, get your steps in. Get your steps in for the day. That way your legs are stretched. Your legs are moving. You know, those are little tips that you can use even while you're working. You could jog in place while you're working. You know, you could stretch your, at least stretch your limbs out while you're working because you're sitting probably eight to 10 hours of the day. You know what I'm saying? So um, keeping the body moving, always moving is, is good for the body. That's great. Great tips. Well, Peyton, I know you have a fight coming up soon. If you're listening on this on launch day, you this is about a week or so away from your next fight. Tell us a little bit about the upcoming fight, and then I want you to tell us how our audience can follow you on social media, how they can stay in your corner as you move up through your career. So tell us what's coming up for you. Well, Mac, I am actually moving up a weight class, fighting at 135, and I am fighting a guy named Mike Stewart. And a worthy opponent, very tough guy. He's one and two as an amateur fighter. He's fought at 145, so he's coming down to fight me. So, you know, speaking of adversity, he is the bigger man in this fight. So that is a that is a, a obstacle, a, a a struggle that I'm going to have to deal with. Is that you know he's an older guy too. He's 29 years old. He's got a little bit of man strength on him. So I'm really going to have to bring it to him. It's all the way in Covington, Kentucky. I believe it's right next to Cincinnati, right over the bridge. So um, okay. that is the that is the next fight for me. That is my next fight. Um, a way a way to reach a way you can watch that fight is you can get the fight app on your phone. F I T E app on your phone. You can watch it on Flow Combat. It will be uploaded on YouTube and um, also on Flow Combat. And it it is a pay per view, so it'll only be fifteen dollars for you to watch. If, if the audience would like. Um, yes, yes, we need to tune in. So, and then how else can we follow you, Peyton? Tell us about your social media. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram is my middle name, Amadeus, A-M-A-E-D-E-O-U-S. And then I'm also on Facebook, um, just as Peyton Hayes. Um, another thing is, uh, Mac, real quick, I just wanted to shout out my uh, sponsors real quick. I, I just wanted to give a shout out to, to God the Father, uh, my my newly married wife, uh, my mother, Sergio Rodriguez. He is a uh, he does signs. So if you need a sign done for your business or shirts or anything made like that, you should hit him up. Malcolm Miles with Keller Williams Realty. Jim Heisinger. He is a tree service guy. And then Amanda Dusenberry of Veterans United Home Loans. Wanted to give a huge shout out to her because I, I'm sitting in her quiet office doing this interview with you. And then I also wanted to welcome you to the Crazy Haze Team Mac. And I also wanted to thank you for having me on the podcast because this was this was awesome. And I hope our audience got a lot of, a lot out of this. Yeah, Peyton, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy training. So I want you to hang up the phone and get back there and work out. Don't make me come looking for you. But uh, I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate your friendship and your encouragement. If you are ever in the Clarksville, Tennessee area and want to experience a class with uh, Crazy Hayes, let me know. I will have you come in as a guest. You will never forget the experience. Peyton, I'm not going to wish you good luck this week because you can get your luck by hard work. I don't think you need luck, but we are looking forward to hearing about your great victory. And thank you again for being on the show. All right. Thank you, Mac.
Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. You know, if you're listening to these as you are commuting to and from work, I would highly recommend you listen again when you get home just so you can take some notes. We do our best to get you great information, and sometimes if you're like me, you got to write the stuff down. On another note, for your further development, if you work for an organization and you think that it would be valuable to partner with us, which I think is a good idea, we invite you to check us out online at thebossbuilders.com. We have three options, our signature driving results on-site workshop, which our trainers come out and deliver for you. We also have our very popular Boss Builder Academy, which is video driven. And we also offer the option of having your organization license our training materials so that your trainers can go ahead and deliver them on-site. If you're listening to our podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher, the other thing we'd appreciate is if you could just take a moment and leave us a brief, positive, of course, review. That would really help us out a great deal. And refer this podcast to anybody you know that you think could benefit from it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, boss on, and more importantly, make a commitment to being the boss at being a great boss. Goodbye.